This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What is up, San Antonio Spurs Nation? It's been a little while since the last pod that I've done. A lot's happened, obviously. We're struggling. But you know what? Let's just stick to where we're at right now at this point in time. So on this episode, we're going to get into what the remaining schedule looks like for the Spurs. The last 22 games that we have to make a final run into the playoffs. You know, we'll talk about what our realistic expectations are about this schedule when we're looking at it. It's very favorable in our on our end. But at the same time, we have to take care of business. So we're going to get into that and go over which games are important, which games we cannot lose, which games scare me the most, which games. Um, you know, and just who we're playing uh, first off. Then we're going to get into Lonnie Walker. You know, he's taught, he's seen an uptick in minutes. He's been um, progressing from game to game. Keldon Johnson is earning his way into the rotation. I definitely want to talk about that. Tim Duncan is now the winningest coach in NBA, in the NBA. So that's interesting. <laughs> after the game, we're recording this the day after we played Charlotte. We have a few days until our next game on Friday. So for all Bucking Spurs content, make sure you guys go to BuckingSpurs.com. But first, Sirenova's going to drop my beat. want some nasty too i think all of san antonio spurs have been craving for nasty and we got a little bit of nasty with lonnie walker just jamming it jamming it on indiana and i just want to talk about that really quick because a lot of people are talking about man trey lyles was so excited look at him you know off the screen or whatever when he goes and dunks that trey lyles is just overcome with joy he's so happy i'm like yeah because last time lonnie walker almost put someone on a poster last year against Denver it was on Trey Lyles (laughs) so Trey Lyles is happy to see someone else get put on a poster that he should have been on last year right so I just want to talk about that Trey Lyles is 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 balling out of his mind and Lonnie is too but before we get into Lonnie Walker and and his progression and everything else that we're going to talk about let's talk about the schedule the schedule scares the crap out of me there's 22 games left 12 at home 10 on the road Okay, now it's like, okay, great. We have two two extra games at home. That should help us, right? I mean, we haven't really been that good of a team on the road or at home. So we're 15 and 14 at home. We've only, you know, we're above 500 by one game. So it's not like we play so much better here, but I'd rather lose here at home than on the road, that's for sure. So I'd rather have the extra games, in other words. And on the road... We're, we're 11 and 20, so we're terrible. We are terrible on the road. We have 10 more games on the road, okay? Um, so I think the magic number right now is seven. I think for the Spurs to 
still mathematically make the playoffs we can only afford to lose seven games last night the Mavs beat the Pelicans in overtime that was huge everything is falling into place for the Spurs to make a postseason run right now and to kind of go on a win streak and get a little bit hot going into the playoffs so we can have some momentum to play the number one seed which will most likely be the Lakers but we have to take care of business on our end I mean we only have seven games left there's 10 on the road that we have left so let's go over what the schedule looks like looks like first um you know on Friday which is tomorrow we got Brooklyn Brooklyn doesn't have Kyrie Irving they don't have Kevin Durant but then uh Dinwiddie just dropped or was it Dinwiddie Dinwiddle Dinwiddie he dropped like 50 the other day and beat I don't know who um so that one's scaring me you know uh and then we got Cleveland on the road both of these games are on the road um to close out a three-game road trip that we've had right we went up uh to charlotte and then we got brooklyn and cleveland and we come back home for four games right but those two games on the road and we're talking about 10 games left on the road and we have two of them against brooklyn and cleveland two teams that we should be able to put away we all remember the cleveland loss earlier in the season and how we you know we've had so many of those you know those those teams that we're supposed to beat we lose to and we know as Spurs fans, we know how important every game is, and those games that you lose to below 500 teams are the ones that come back and bite you at the end of the year, and luckily for us, the West kind of sucks, so so we're hanging in there, um, but we got at Brooklyn, at Cleveland. Let's see, when do we play Cleveland? Let me check my, my handy-dandy notebook right here for March. So we got Brooklyn on Friday. And then on Sunday, we got Cleveland. I'm I'm worried about both of these games. If, if These next two games are huge because of what the rest of the schedule looks like. We have to be able to take care of these two teams, all right? Because when we come back from the road, from this three-game road trip that we're on, we have four games against some pretty tough teams. We just talked about Dallas earlier. Dallas is a team that's up and down. They can beat anyone, but they can lose to anyone. They started off like 21 and 10 through the first 30 games, but then they kind of taken injury hits from either Kristaps or Luka, and they're kind of mellowed out, right? I'm not really that scared of the Mavericks, but I know what they can do. I know they can handle us if necessary, and they just took care of the Pelicans in OT, so they're still playing, man. They're still trying to get better. They're not. They don't care about this race at the bottom of. Uh, of, of the Western Conference right now, they are trying to just win and get better, which is scary, which is scary because they're going to the playoffs. The Mavericks are going to the playoffs. And earlier in the beginning of the season, I was saying they only have Luka and Kristaps, and, and that's even a big question mark. How, how are they? But they've just been consistent. All their role players and everyone else have been consistent when their two stars haven't. And that's why they're in the playoffs. And that's why we are not in the playoffs. Because when LaMarcus or DeMar has a bad game, we're toast. There's no way that the supporting cast can pick up the slack consistently, right? They've done it from game, you know, every three or four games or so, but not consistently. So let's talk about this four-game homestand that we have when we come back on the road trip. We have at, uh, versus Dallas. Just talked about that. Versus Denver right that's one of the losses i'm you know i'm looking at the remaining 22 games and i'm trying to say okay i'm trying to see okay where are our seven losses going to come from if we have to lose seven games where are the guaranteed you know i'm not no no game is a guarantee even the spurs can 
put up one of their best games and beat the Clippers or beat the Lakers. I know that, all right? But if we're going to try to predict the future, I'm going to try to predict the future based on the past, right? And so we can have more of an accurate measurement on on the guessing game that's coming in front of us, right? So we played Denver at home. You know, Denver's had our number. Uh, then we got Minnesota at home and then Memphis at home. Minnesota, if we lose that game, we're done. We're toast. I mean, if we lose to Brooklyn, Cleveland, Minnesota, you know, those we take three losses in our in our next five games we're done we're not making the playoffs just hang up your hat on the on the thing and and call it a season okay because then we got memphis right after minnesota memphis has whooped our tail every single time that we've played them this year i was super upset when they beat us on tony parker jersey retirement night i'm like y'all gonna let memphis come in here and just lay an egg I mean, we just laid an egg that game and it was like okay yeah after you know tony parker's ceremony was really nice and stuff like that but at the same time i'm like y'all couldn't get a win for this guy they scheduled it against a team like this so we can get a win on a night like this even though memphis credit to memphis they've been one of the better teams in the western conference all year consistent teams just a bunch of young guys that put in the effort from game to game and they're uh the ones that are currently holding the eighth seed in the western conference so we got a f- tough four game homestand i mean you would think that you feel better about coming home as okay good you know the more home games that we have the better against tougher teams the better but we know that's not the case we know that home away you know below 500 opponent above 500 opponent really doesn't mean jack this season right so we had two on the road brooklyn cleveland then we got four at home dallas denver minnesota memphis now out of those five games we can realistically only take one loss, you know, in those five. And and if I'm going to put that star next to one of those games, that's going to be a loss in the future. I'm going to say it's Denver. I'm going to say that hopefully we take care of business against Dallas at home and then Memphis at home. Memphis has beaten us, I think, two times out of the three or four that we've that we've played them. So I think that's about it. I think it's very hard to beat a team three times or even four times in a season. Um coaching adjustments and players figure each other out and things like that that's why the playoffs are so dang hard and the game really does change slows down because it it becomes about mental uh uh, strategic uh, analysis on what's working what's not working what matchups are working and not and so on and so forth um so that's the game that we can lose in those first five games then we get new orleans on the road New Orleans on the road. Zion's playing. Lonzo Ball just went hit seven threes last night against the Mavericks. But the Mavericks beat him, right? So New Orleans is the team that is in the race with us. When we talk about Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, and us, Memphis has one of the tougher schedules in the league, so I expect them to drop a few. Um, Portland, I just don't see them getting it done they're just poor portland man i I really like portland i like damian lillard i love carmelo i I think that was a good pickup for them but that team is just trash okay so then um but then new orleans right so new orleans is the only other team i feel like is playing with an upswing is building momentum and game to game is playing better now do they win every game game to game no but they're playing better every game with zion coming into the fold they're just a whole new team that's figuring themselves out all over you know they should have been in this stage of the process maybe earlier on in the season but because of injury and whatnot they're playing good really right now but 
I have a good feeling about that game, though. I think that's a game that the Spurs have circled on their on their calendar. And before they head out to New Orleans, I'm pretty sure they're going to head out over there with the mindset of this is a must-win game. That is a game that we cannot lose. Okay, we're going to talk about more games that we cannot lose later. Um, but, you know, if we want to drop another one, right after New Orleans, we, we go uh, home to play Chicago. We got two more home games. Chicago is one of the worst teams in the league. We should be able to beat them, but it scares the crap out of me. Cleveland, we're going to play on Sunday, the 8th, March 8th, and then we got Chicago. Now, those are two games that we should win. On paper, we should win. Uh, off paper, we should win. Uh, write it in the sand. If you're going to write it in the sand, we should win that one. Little birdies flying with the message, delivering messages that this should be a W for the Spurs. But those are the two games that worry me because we are that team. We are that team this season that drops games to teams that are garbage. 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 Okay, so Chicago cannot be one of those examples. The remaining 22 games, guys, there's just no room for error. There's no room for error. Now, we're going to lose a few of these games, but losing games that we need to win, that we should win on paper, if we lose those games, we're done. Okay, so then we come home after New Orleans to play Chicago. Then we got Utah at home as well. We just took care of Utah when we came back off the All-Star break, and we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're, we're running and gunning now. Oh, yeah. DeJounte's lining it up. DeJounte's feeling himself. Y'all better watch out. Oh, oh, Trey's playing good. Oh, LaMarcus shooting threes. Oh, okay, yeah. So we were playing really good the last time that we played Utah. We were actually playing good. We had just come off a win before the All-Star break, and that rolled into the next game that we played, even though it was a week later, against Utah, and we took care of business in Utah. I mean, that's that's impressive. And here's the hard part. Here's one of the tougher parts about our remaining schedule is that we got Utah back to back we got utah at home and we got utah on the road now i think it's realistic for us to split those two games right now as we go down the schedule we're gonna play one two three four five six seven teams at least twice so that's at least 14 games on the remaining 22 that we're gonna be playing an opponent twice right so utah is one of those all right, so we got back-to-back against Utah. We can expect to drop one of those. So if I'm counting my stars on our schedule that we're probably going to lose, I'm thinking we're going to lose at home against Denver. We're going to lose on the road at Utah, right? Now, that road game actually starts one, two, three, four, five, a five-game road trip that we're going to have. Now, this starts on March 24th, right? And then we don't come back home shoot we don't come back home until april 3rd right so we're we're gonna go on a pretty hefty road trip road trips for us have not been successful this season rarely i mean have we had a three game win streak this season i don't think so i don't think so we've only had one maybe two and then we lose a game and then it, it starts all over um but this five game road trip here again is not that bad it's not like the rodeo road trip that we had this year let's go through it we're gonna go to utah right we just talked about that then we're going to minnesota for the second time in these last 22 games then we're going to denver to play again then we're going to sac uh, golden state 
and then we're going to Sacramento. So if we're going through those five games, the ones that scare me the most are at Utah, at Denver, at Minnesota, at Golden State, at Sacramento should all be wins. Those are three games, again, that we cannot afford to lose. Those teams are trash. We're better than them on paper, off paper, and it just comes to manning up, nutting up, and just winning the game like from the from the start like we forget that we i feel like we play so inconsistent like against indiana we had we, we came out blazing against indiana we were, we were shooting lights out we went seven for eight in the first quarter from the three-point line something like that and then we lose that game we we we, we suck the rest of the uh, you know i remember i was on twitter and i was like man that was a great 12 minutes sucks that the game's 48 minutes so if we can have another 36 minutes like the way we just had this first quarter we're golden we don't have to worry about anything we're gonna win this game like yeah the indiana will have runs but we'll win this game now we come out and start we start off soaring and then for the rest of the game oof, started going downhill downhill and then we ended up losing that game and then against charlotte we start off terrible it was like 12 to 2 or something like that and then we come back and win that game so inconsistency is the word to describe this season um and when we look go back to this road trip at utah we can take a loss there at minnesota we got to take that one at Denver, we can afford a loss there. I'm not saying I want to lose these games. I, I know I, I put two losses here in our last 22 games, both going to Denver. And I really haven't seen much of Denver, but I know they're better than us. All right. So then we got Golden State and Sacramento on the road. Two, hopefully two W's, right? Hopefully two W's. Then we're going to come home off that five-game road trip for two more games. Uh, sorry, three games at home again against Golden State. We had just played them two games ago. We're gonna, you know, that's we're gonna play Golden State, Sacramento, Golden State, New Orleans, Sacramento. Okay, so you're seeing Golden State and Sacramento twice within like a span of two weeks. Okay, so those that's good. Like that's the best case scenario of scheduling that we can ask for. I mean, we're talking about we're halfway down the stretch now. We're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Our last ten games. Our last 10 games that we have on this schedule, Golden State, Sacramento, Golden State, New Orleans, Sacramento, Houston, Philly, Houston, Indiana, New Orleans, right? So, I mean, come on. I mean, can we ask for a better opportunity to make this run? Now, I know there's a whole conversation out there on uh, on other podcasts and, and, and great other podcasts. I mean, I've been listening to Spurs podcast nonstop this season. I haven't been putting out a lot, been busy coaching, teaching, whatnot. But there's a lot of conversation about, should we even try to make the playoffs? We're just going to lose to the Lakers anyway. Well, I'll go up against the Lakers in a playoff series any dang day of the week just for shits and giggles, just for fun, just for kicks. I can give a shit about a 15th pick, overall pick, versus a 23 overall pick. I don't care. Have you seen the young group group we have right now that's so talented that does never see, that never sees the floor? So what do I want a high draft pick for that I'm not going to see until three years from now? You know what? Give me LA versus San Antonio just like, like the way it used to be in the golden days, and let's have ourselves a battle, a fun battle. Even if we lose, let's fucking play. Let's fucking have some good vibes. Let's have some playoff games in San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want to draft lottery pick. Now, what I want and what I think is a realistic expectation are two different things. Back to the schedule. So on this schedule, 
again, we had Golden State and Sacramento to close out that five-game road trip. Then we get Golden State again at home. Then we get New Orleans at home. Big game, right? Sacramento at home. Come on now. We, we're, we're lucky here. Then we're going to go to Houston. And I know Houston is playing very well, to be honest. I mean, they, they took a big risk in trading Capella and just decided to go small. I mean, they're, they're changing the game again. First, you know, uh, Mike D'Antoni changed the game with Phoenix. Then Steph Curry changed the game with, you know, his magnificent shooting. Then James Harden changed the game by the way he was able to draw fouls and put up points. Then Mike D'Antoni changed the game again by creating a spread offense for James Harden. A pick-and-roll offense changed the game, switching defense and all that stuff. And now they're changing the game again. And they're saying we don't even need centers. Centers are a waste. They're a waste of space, a waste of effort, a waste of a roster spot. Bring in... Uh, Robert Covington from Minnesota. Let's bring in Damari Carroll from the Spurs. And I haven't seen Damari Carroll play, guys. I really, I'm, I'm interested to see how he's playing there, if he's playing, because, man, I mean, what the hell? I mean, talk about a 30 for 30. You know, Kawhi's situation would be a great 30 for 30. Um, maybe the Damari Carroll would be a good 30 for 30 podcast episode. Maybe not a full-fledged TV production, but a podcast episode for, on 30 for 30 for Demari Carroll's time in San Antonio. Um, it's back to the schedule. Um, Houston, ah, I'm, I'm not worried about it because for some reason this season, the Spurs come out to play against Houston. In the preseason, man, remember DeJounte checking James Harden and all this shit? Well, yeah, well, yeah, preseason is just preseason. Let's remember next year not to get too hyped up about all this stuff. Um, but they come out to play against Houston. So I think maybe we'll split with Houston. We're going to play them two times here in our last five game, five games. We'll probably drop one of those, I think, is, is realistic. And then we're going to Philly. Oh, no, sorry. We have Philly coming to San Antonio. And that's a game that I, I don't think we'll win. I think they just match up better than us. They're longer. They're more athletic. Even though that they're not playing all that great right now, their chemistry is a little bit off. I'm pretty sure it's better than ours. Pretty sure it's better than our chemistry that we have going on right now. So that's a game that I'm chalking up to a loss. Then we go to Indiana. We just played them. We played them without Victor Oladipo. Um, we we zoned them up all game long. We were missing our big guys, you know. So we kept them at bay for most of that game. We could have won that game. Um, so hopefully we can go up to Indiana and get a W there. Okay. So then we have New Orleans on the last game of the season so in our last 22 games if you've been keeping track of how many times i've said nola uh three times we got new or at new orleans and then we got new orleans two times at home including that last game of the year do not be surprised if that last season that last game is going to determine our season that last game at home will dictate most likely who's going to get that last spot if it is a close race, I think, like I said earlier, there's there's a chance in here that we get out of this race in about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. And about ten games out of uh, these next ten games will dictate if we're still in it or not. After that, we'll know. All right. So if it does come down to we're fighting for that last playoff spot, we'll be fighting against Memphis, against New Orleans, um, and that's. 
that's a game that we need to win. I mean, they're all they're all must-win games. So we can go 22-0 in this last stretch. Magnificent. But we all know that's not going to happen. So that's the remaining 22 games on our schedule. Let's go through it again really quick. Um, at Brooklyn, at Cleveland versus those are two on the road. And then we got Dallas, Denver, Minnesota at home. Dallas, Denver, Minnesota, Memphis at home. Then we go on the road to go to New Orleans, come back home for two games versus Chicago and Utah. Then we got that really tough five-game road uh, road trip. Utah, Minnesota, Denver, Golden State Warriors, and the Sacramento Kings. And then we're going to come home for three games, Golden State, Nola, and Sacramento. Then we're going to Houston, coming back home to play Philly, and then to play Houston again at home. And then we got Indiana and at Indiana and then versus New Orleans at home. And that is the remaining schedule for San Antonio. What do y'all think? Y'all let me know down there. What is what is your expectation? Are yours right there with mine? Are they way different? Do you have confidence in this team? Do you have no confidence in this team? I mean, again, let's look at the teams that we're going to play more than once in these last 22 games. We're going to play Minnesota twice. We're going to play Golden State twice. Houston twice, Sacramento twice, New Orleans three times, Utah twice, and then Denver twice. So I know that kind of, it's a little scary, but at the same time, it helps us. I mean, it's hard, like like when you play a team two times in a short period of time, you pick up adjustments from the first game to the next. Now, that can work against us as well. We can come out and, and beat Minnesota the first time, and then next time we play Minnesota, they just make all their adjustments, and they, they come out and give us a game. Um, same thing with Houston and, and Utah and Denver. You know, those are all the tough ones that we're going to be playing. So games that we should win, but I'm scared of, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Chicago remaining on this schedule. And any game against Sacramento and Golden State, obviously, are, are going to be games that scare me because those are the teams that we should beat teams that we cannot lose to on this remaining schedule like we can afford maybe to slip up here but there's but there's very little room for error and teams like memphis battling for playoff positioning and they whooped our ass already twice we need to win that game that is a game that we cannot lose we cannot lose to minnesota let's just put it put it out there those games are throwaway games but they're so important to the outcome of our season um new orleans i mean we're gonna play them three times we got to take two out of those three you know we got to win the regular season matchup um with new orleans uh we did beat them last time zion's debut so that's good um and then sacramento we cannot lose to sacramento all right so if we end up losing some of those games call it call it a day on the season um Dallas is a little bit worrying to me. They're a tough team. You know, the tough teams that we're going to be facing on the last 22 games are Dallas, Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Utah, Houston, Philly, Indiana is not bad, right? So those are all tough teams. Now, how many of these are going to be against Western Conference teams? Let's go down it. Dallas, one. Dallas, Denver, Minnesota, Memphis, New Orleans, Utah, Utah, Minnesota, Denver, Golden State, Sacramento, Golden State, New Orleans, Sacramento, Houston, Houston, New Orleans. So we have 17 out of the 22 games are against Western Conference teams. And right now, as we currently stand, we're 14 and 21 against Western Conference teams. 14 and 21. Terrible terrible luckily we're not seeing the lakers on this schedule we're not seeing the clippers on this schedule 
we're not seeing uh you know a couple of these other teams here that are going to be really tough to to handle in the playoffs okay so that's the outlook for the season all right so let me know what you guys think let me know if, if you're on the same page with me or not we're going to take a quick break when we come back let's talk a little bit about what's happening on the court with lonnie walker keldon johnson and uh the outlook on the rest of this youth on our squad all right we'll be right back San Antonio, are you going to Fiesta? Fiesta's coming around soon. It's about a month away. Make sure to get your San Antonio-themed Fiesta apparel at buckingspurs.com. We've created a bunch of Fiesta-themed shirts for you guys. My favorite is the one that says, No one can Fiesta the way Save Town Fiesta. All right, so make sure you get that ready so you can represent Bucking Spurs and just represent your hometown, the culture. You know, that whole collection, when I was putting it together was basically just thinking about the culture of San Antonio and try to try to put it in there on somewhere. You know what I mean? So uh, go ahead and check out our shop and make sure to check out the Fiesta collection for Fiesta coming in April. All right, back to the pod. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Hello. Welcome to the league. Finally got his poster, the poster that we've all been waiting for, the dunk that we've all been waiting for since last season. Uh, again, like I said earlier in the pod, where he almost threw it down on Trey Lyles against Denver, he finally put one of those down. He misses a few of those a game. Uh, you can tell he's 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 still timing. I think it's a timing issue, just of his leap, right? I mean, this dunk that we're talking about. Did you see where he took off? He took off one step inside of the the free throw line and he just rose up and just threw it down sometimes he takes off a little bit too late gets himself in a kind of an awkward position luckily he's he is fancy enough to kind of create a way to finish around the rim when the angle isn't really there he can go up and under swoop you know you know, he just finds a way to put the ball in the hole. But he's missing a lot of those easy ones, you know, from a game-to-game basis. And, and that's kind of where he needs to to grow up a little bit. You know, like Manu, Man, remember Manu, you know, he never missed. That wasn't really a thing with Manu. Yeah, he missed maybe one every few games, every two. But he was not going to miss layups. He wasn't going to miss bunnies, right? The greats do not miss bunnies. Okay, so, but Lonnie Walker, shout out. I'm so proud of our young group right now. And DeJounte and Lonnie Walker. Uh, I know that when they came out a few weeks ago and said that, hey, our time is coming and when it's our time, we're going to dominate this this stuff. And and they are. They are. And it just really depends on when that time is. And let's talk about Lonnie Walker's play as of late. Um, when I'm going to I'm going to throw some stats at you and kind of just talk to you about where I think he he falls in this team. And we're going to be talking about per 36 minute stats. I don't want to talk about a per game um, statistic when it comes to Lonnie Walker because per game his minutes are still sporadic or at least all this season. I mean, how long did it take for him to play? That's going to throw off his per game um, statistics, right? But lately he's been playing a little bit more. So really, I want to know what he does with the minutes that he gets. Um, so per 36 minutes is what we're going to be looking at. So per 36 minutes, he's averaging 14 points a game. He's shooting 43% from the field, 
a lot of those are not just at the rim, but they're mid-range too. And we've seen Lonnie to be a three-level scorer. He can throw it down and finish nasty at the rim. He likes his little mid-range jumper. It's wet, so he should develop confidence in it. Eventually, it's going to be just as good as, as DeMar DeRozan's, if not better, because he, he gets up. Lonnie Walker elevates when he shoots. You know, DeMar just kind of... He's, he's too smart. He's going to catch you slipping, and then he'll go shoot it the other way. Um, but he's shooting 43% from the field, almost 44%. Uh, he's taking 13 shots inside of the three a game, or per 36 minutes, I should say. Um, and he's finishing a little under half of those, you know? So that's, that's a good turnout. I mean, in the span of minutes that he actually gets... He needs to shoot closer to 50% from the field. I think that's realistic. That's a realistic goal for him. Um, so that's he's he still has room to improve, you know. And he's shooting 42% from the three. He's getting about three and a half shots, three and a half three pointers up per game, and he's making a little under half of those as well. 42%. That's not that bad. It's one of our best on the team, to be honest. 40, uh, 71% from the free throw line. He's getting to the rim about two and a half times per 36 minutes which means that he's aggressive that he's looking forward to he's looking to get to the rim in transition and not only in transition but in half court and it's just up to him to finish get the end one draw the foul things like that he's averaging about 5.5 rebounds about two assists one and a half turnovers one and a half blocks and about i'm sorry one and a half steals and about half a block per 36 minutes and I think overall we're just seeing the confidence in him kind of rise I like that we're seeing this uptick in minutes in the past I want to say like seven games ish our past six seven games Lonnie's been playing more and not only has he been playing more but he's getting longer runs when he's out there you know I I see the coaching staff looking at Lonnie Walker while he's on the floor and thinking, okay, let's start subbing in around him instead of subbing him in for DeMar like we were in the beginning of the season. Like he would come in for DeMar DeRozan and then come out when DeMar uh, would come back in the game. Now you see a lot of Lonnie out there with DeMar, with DeJounte, with um, some of these starting caliber guys because uh, he's he's earning it. He's earning it. And now it's just taking us a long time for us to get we, we thought Lonnie was going to get this type of run from the get-go at least I did I thought he was going to average you know about about 10 you know 15 minutes a game from the get-go I thought he was going to earn it in training camp but that's obviously not the case and but that's fine man the development takes time um unfortunately it hindered our season this year that's okay we know we're going to get many more of Lonnie Walker many more great seasons great games great moments with Lonnie Walker um yeah so I'm proud of Lonnie I've seen him play since you know he was a rookie I followed him when he was in Austin him and Chemezi were up there doing their things um in the summer league I actually went to Vegas to go see you know Lonnie dominate uh he had that 30 point game or whatever so we saw we knew we knew the potential the 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 athleticism is there but his skill level is there, too. He can pass the ball in transition. Again, he's averaging about over two assists per 36 minutes, which means that he's able to find wide-open shooters and he's able to create with the ball. Um, and he's just getting more confident. His his minutes are going to increase from here on out. I mean, I just there's just no question we're better with him on the floor against Indiana. 
he didn't check back into the game in the second half until about two minutes left in the third quarter. And I feel like those 10 minutes that he was on the bench really hurt us. That's kind of when we really gave the game back to Indiana and really let them pick up momentum. Um, I don't know why we wait so long to get Lonnie Walker in the game. He should be our sixth man. I mean, I think it's not blasphemous to say that Lonnie Walker could be our sixth man instead of Patty Mills or instead of you know, Derek White even. You know, Derek White's the first one off the bench to come in for DeJounte, and they're splitting that time. How long is that going to last? That's a question that I have, is how long is this minute split with Derek White and DeJounte going to last before we lose one of these guys? And I'm more afraid that it's going to be Derek because Derek's, you know, the one that was second, right? DeJounte came first. We we're going to give everything to DeJounte, give him the team. And then Derek came in last year and played better than than a lot of us are remembering. A full season at Derek White with the point guard was at the point guard was good enough to get to the playoffs and, and almost knock out Denver. And he had a couple really good games in the playoffs. He had a couple really bad games once they started switching, once they put Tory Craig on him, um, on Derek White. But that was his first season too. That was his first season you can't tell me that last season we were better equipped to make a playoff run than this season and Derek White was the one at the helm so in the beginning of this year when we just gave it back to DeJounte I was I was pretty pissed I was pretty pissed because Derek White earned it Derek White showed that he can be a starting caliber point guard that takes most of the minutes in this league and I like the way he plays I like how he runs the floor like he's so cerebral with the ball in his hands he knows option one two and three he knows exactly which one is is being presented to him um so I was a little bit mad about that even though I, I want both of these guys I love DeJounte and DeJounte is having his run right now too and he's playing really well um yeah I'm recording this pod here at work uh it's the only time I have right now to record pods for you guys so I'm trying to squeeze it in um but Lonnie Walker is doing great. DeJounte is having a hell of a run. I'm proud of him, too. He's he's had ups and downs. He's had games where he doesn't score a lot, games where he does look to score a lot, and he picks up the slack. I feel like he's the guy that, okay, we're not running. We're not, we're not doing well. Okay, I got to pick up the slack. And I don't think that's us at our best. I think we're at our best when DeJounte is our second option, right? Now, our top three options can be DeMar, LaMarcus, and DeJounte, but DeJounte needs to be second. And I'm not saying, you know, the other two can rotate game to game, really, who's hot, you know, but DeJounte needs to play like an all-star level point guard like we know he is. Um, so I'm really proud of Lonnie. I'm really proud of DeJounte, uh, all these young guys that are getting their run in right now. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Drew Banks, Keldon Johnson, and taking advantage of their opportunities when it was presented to them. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic for these guys to get their opportunities and if they've done well with them. So we're going to talk a lot about these Austin guys when we get right back after the break. So our boy finally got some run. Hey, now, if I've been wrong about a lot of things this season, a lot of things, I'm sure most of us are wrong about almost every, you know, preseason prediction that we've had the opportunity to make. Um, but one thing I'm not wrong and I'm very proud of the fact is is Keldon Johnson. Now, I'm very high on Luca. I'm extremely high on Quindary Weatherspoon. Stay tuned for his film room to be dropped this week. I'm almost done with it. it takes a little bit of time. But Keldon Johnson was the guy that I thought 
in the beginning of the year was going to be able to actually get some real minutes with this team because he does it on the defensive end first. He's not a guy that needs a play called for him. He's just a hustler. He's 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 a he's, he's a will guy and he's he's a big body in a in a small frame. I mean, he can just do it all on the defensive end. He brings the energy. He makes you better just by being on the floor. I was on a podcast on the Two Shots podcast with Joe Garcia about a week ago uh, with Ty Yeager from At the Line podcast and um, uh, Spurs and Salsa with John uh, was there as well. And everyone was kind of on the same page with Keldon Johnson saying, ah, he needs to work on his three-point shot before he can really see some minutes in the NBA. He does not shoot the three-pointer that well. He hit one against Charlotte. Um, And that's the common way of thinking, I feel, for most players in the NBA. And they're not wrong for thinking that way about a player, but then you got to look at the rest of his attributes, right? And Keldon Johnson, that's where I came in. I kind of objected, and I was like, hey, Keldon Johnson, I'm going to say it, does not need a three-point shot to get NBA minutes, and especially NBA minutes with us, because we are the team that needs what Keldon brings to the table. And I've been saying that since the get-go this season when we started off uh when we started slipping up and losing all these games i'm like you know what we just need a guy out there who's gonna get you know five to ten extra points for you just by hustling just by running just by you know making his layup just by finishing his dunk and then on the defensive end he brings energy brings tenacity he can uh he can box out on big guys he's just so smart um and tenacious on the defensive end and you can tell that his energy and his passion is there uh, on that side of the floor. So Keldon Johnson, I, I'm so proud of this kid. Uh, I did a film room on him earlier. So if you want to know more about what his game is all about, go check out my film room on my YouTube channel for Keldon Johnson. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that he got his run and I, I thought of anyone was going to get it out of that rookie class is going to be Keldon because, you know, we take our time to teach defense here uh, with the Spurs. And with Keldon, it just kind of wasn't necessary. You know, like, yes, he needs to learn how we play, but he's already a better defender than half of the players on our team coming into the NBA. You know, so there's that, you know, and he has to learn. He has to put in the effort. He has to show consistency and all these things. And I think he was doing that in Austin. And that's why the coaching staff felt positive about giving him minutes. I mean, he's taking those minutes from Marco. He's taking them from Rudy Gay. He's taking them from from Damari Carroll, who never got his shot. Uh, so he's he's there to play, and he can play at this level. As we've seen, you know, against Charlotte, he played for about six minutes, scored seven points, and, and was like the leading scorer on the team right after he did that. You know, and then he kind of cooled off for the rest of the game. Expect You know, that's expected. He played a little bit more in the third, didn't really play in the fourth, uh, or just a little bit. But then... You know, he was out of the game, but he contributed. He contributed to eight, uh, seven points in six minutes and got rebounds and just made everybody better. You know, it's just that's what we need. And Keldon is is a hell of a, of a young talent. Uh, he can shoot. He can drive to the rim. Uh, he finishes like 70% of the shots he takes at the rim. He's just he's a guy that is not going to mess up, really, and a guy that's just going to be giving you so many positives. Um, I'm just so proud of what he's done with his limited minutes as of late in the past few games. He's getting run. He's getting run in the second quarter. He's getting run in the third quarter, you know, so that's huge. It took Lonnie a year and a half to do that. It took Derek a full year to do that. You know, like we never played any of these guys, you know, you know, so what he's doing right now is a great sign of what we can expect in the future. 
not only from Keldon, but from our Spurs staff to trust Keldon. They trust Keldon already to play him. You know, he's not a liability on the defense. He's anything but that. So that's what's going to get him on the floor. Um, so shout out to Keldon. Next up, got to talk about our boy Drew. Big Drew. Huge fan of Drew Banks. You know, ever since he's been playing with us in Austin, I've seen him develop. He's a freak athlete. A lot of people don't think he's a freak athlete, but he is a monster. He can jam it on you. Doesn't have to take too much time to get up off the floor and just put you on a poster. Uh, he hit a three-pointer against... Who was it? He hit a three the other day, which was great. Um, so he's showing that he can shoot. He doesn't, he doesn't hit that one consistently. Neither does Keldon. But hey, both of those guys hit a three in the little in the limited minutes that they were given, which means that they are focused, that they want it, that they are hungry for this opportunity. And they're even th th so much that they're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't shoot threes all that well, but I'm gonna hit this one because this one I'm wearing a San Antonio Spurs jersey, not just an Austin's jersey. I'm gonna hit this one. A little bit extra focus, a little bit extra effort on that part. Um, Drew has stepped up. You know, this was supposed to be Jakob's opportunity. Jakob went down, next guy up, and I've been waiting for Drew and Chemezi to get their run because those are the two guys that I'm worried about losing. We put so much time into these guys. Drewy Banks is an ultimate team player. He's Coffee Gang 101, you know what I'm saying? So he's an OG in the Coffee Gang. He fits right into what we're trying to do, and I want to keep him around as long as we can. And I'm, I'm glad to see that he's playing at this level and not being a uh, defensive liability or an offensive liability. I think he does well he, he he messes up yeah but so does everybody you know what i mean so he messes up a few times here and there um but for the most part he's hustling he's doing all the little things that he's supposed to do he's showing that he can play at this level i think is what he's doing he may not be a starter he may not be the the second guy you know off your bench or whatever for their bigs but he can definitely play and contribute at a high level and now i want to see chemezi do the same thing so shout out to drew uh so proud of you kid uh keldon johnson same thing you guys are taking advantage of your opportunity and that's what you always tell your bench and you tell your young guys you go hey guys you know i know you might think you, you should play this and that or whatever i'm talking about more at the high school level you know a lot of these young guys where their minutes come either they're in the beginning of the game or later in the game or you know or whatever the most important thing that you can do as a player as a young player is just have the mindset of when my opportunity comes and that's something that you cannot control be ready for it and that is something that you can control. And I think Drew and, and Keldon have the perfect mindset right now. They're helping us out when we need them. So shout out to those two guys. Uh, uh, coach Timmy, real quick before we go, congratulations on your first win as a head coach. But he came out after the game and said that, hey, I know it's my name down here, but I was not the head coach tonight. And he's like, Becky was doing this. Drew, uh, I mean, um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, it's Becky Hammond and... Man, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the other coach, I'm sorry, but everyone was contributing and doing their part, and Timmy looks so fly when he slicks his hair back, don't he? I like this Timmy, man. I like this Timmy. All right, so shout out to you guys, Spurs Nation. Make sure that you guys go to buckingspurs.com and check out all the things that we have going on. You can find it all there. Really quick, I need to plug my Fiesta collection, my San Antonio-themed uh, apparel that I've created for 
fiesta. So if you're going to fiesta, if you know someone who's going to fiesta, no one can fiesta the way Say Town Fiesta. Get your shirt. It's out there now. Say Town. It's on BuckingSpurs.com. Go to the Fiesta Collection and represent Bucking Spurs when you're out there getting your party on in April. All right, so we'll be plugging that from now until then, but it is up now. You can order your shirts and apparel there. All right. So um, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. We got film rooms coming out. I, I talked about Quindary Weatherspoon working on his just got done with all the editing. Now I just got to go in and do all my voiceovers and whatnot. Uh, my live streams should pick up soon. My shop is always at buckingspurs.com. Thank you guys. Share us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're all over those things. I'm, I've been tweeting a lot more. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast feed on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast jam on. We are there. Thank you guys for commenting on my on my stuff on YouTube, subscribing, sharing, anything that I do. I really appreciate you guys. It's been a tough year, but we're going to endure this season, and we're going to come out better for it. Either way, make the playoffs or not, we're going to be better for it, from it. This season will pay off in dividends, all right? Trust the process. Trust the Spurs. We know what we're doing. If there's any team in this NBA that knows what they're doing, it's the Spurs. Now, if we're doing it well... That's another that's another thing. But go Spurs go. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Adios.